Hot Press Podcast presents all the way from the literary and musical town of Listowel in County Kerry, Backstage at Mike the Pies. A podcast presented by Megan O'Donoghue. You're listening to Backstage at Mike the Pies, the podcast with Megan O'Donoghue. Welcome, Sarka. Welcome to Mike the Pies. Thank you very much. Welcome to the Backstage at Mike the Pies podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so what was it like growing up for you? I mean, was music a massive influence for you? Yeah, like I I started playing music when I was really young. My granddad gave me a keyboard when I was six or seven, I think. Um, I never took lessons around, but I used to always make up songs on that. Yeah. I remember when I was in like play school, I had a little Fisher-Price like, tape recorder kind of thing. Yeah. And I used to record like really long songs that I would make up. There's a tape in my house somewhere with a song about space that I made up when I was like four. So I think I think I was just always doing it. Yeah. Um, Putting on all the family concerts. Yeah, like that was so <laughs> annoying. The most <laughs> annoying. I, I remember I used to just hide behind the couch. Um, in one of the tapes, you can there's an uh, there was an Ireland match on a football match on, so you can hear the telly with the Ireland match on in the background. And then I'm, I remember I actually remember doing it, hiding behind the couch, like singing into my microphone about like. Pluto and Mars and stuff. Yeah, I don't know. I think I just all I I always loved it. I always loved just making up songs and yeah. So I kind of just never never stopped. And you created a band then when you were were you ten? Yeah, because like uh, in my primary school, for some reason, it was deadly. But loads of us took guitar lessons. Yeah. So there was like I remember we put on a, a school concert for the rest of school and it was like three hours long because <laughs> it was like thirty kids all wanted to play, you know. Yeah. S- s- yesterday by the Beatles for the whole school so we were there was loads of bands in our class um and we didn't do anything we didn't like play anywhere or I don't know what I don't know we didn't yeah. we weren't actually wasn't anything like being in a band but we just we just we would just say we were and then like go to each other's houses and make up songs and whatever any names of those first bands the band my band we were called 10 past two because that was the time we got out of school we but then like we changed the name every two weeks just because we were bored but it was always, I don't know, just, it was like a fun, I think we took it, took it pretty seriously at the time. It was like rivalries between bands and... Of course. Even though no one had any songs. Well, no, we did have songs. We did have songs. We had a song called She Only Wants You For Your Money. Okay. Which, I don't know why you write a song like that when you're 10, but we did. <laughs> I suppose, who would ever buy the chipper on the way home? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so exactly. <laughs> and so you kind of, you found your own way now in creating kind of pop music, but with your own signature sound... How would you describe your sound? God, I need to get better at answering that question. Um, I guess it is kind. It is pop music in a way. Yeah. Like it's kind of sometimes it's a little more like folky. Sometimes it's a little more like indie alternative. Yeah. Rock. The lot like the live shows usually like it's me and a full live band. It's like my drummer and my bass player and my keyboard player and I play electric guitar. So I think. Even the kind of more lo-fi bedroomy songs, they still sound like a full live band when we do them. Not yeah, tonight because we can't all come. Yeah, here especially when you bring them to the stage. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 And who influences your songwriting? Um, I mean, I'm a huge Beatles fan. I was always a really big fan of the Beatles. Um, so definitely them. Plus, like. So I'm a big Arcade Fire fan, The National, Phoebe Bridgers, Julia Jacqueline, 
people like that. What do you have a favorite song then to cover? Would you look to the Beatles? You really like the Beatles. I love the Beatles. Um, I love to play something by the Beatles on piano. I don't think I'm very good at piano. I could I sh- I could be better if I practiced a little more. Um, so I like to play that one, but I only I like retold myself I to play that about two weeks ago. Okay. Um, but the thing is, like, I actually don't even know that many covers. My friend of mine once gave me a guitar and he's like play you know play me this song or play me that song and I was like if I look it up I'll play it but when I was younger and I'd learned guitar I would just as soon as I could play about three chords I would just start writing my own yeah. songs whatever sounded good yeah but then I would show up to class and I wouldn't know what I was supposed to practice because <laughs> what I was like I can play you this song called she only wants for your money yeah if you like <laughs> but I couldn't play whatever I was supposed to practice so um yeah but I, I don't know I, I like any Beatles song really yeah, it's the thing about music though, it doesn't really matter. Once you know the lyrics, I suppose, you can put your own swing to it. Yeah. Yeah. You might not, you just make it up and you're like, that's just my rendition. Exactly. Even if it's wrong. <laughs> it's artistic. Yeah. <laughs> Leave it's me alone. <laughs> I made it my own. So you did a collab then with Denise Tyler, God knows, for Out the Gaff. Uh, you recorded it in a clinic recording studio in Dublin. What was it like being almost part of a super group <laughs> that day in the studio? That day was class. Um, we did that in August, I think, just when the restrictions started to ease up. And yeah. like I'd just been at home for months, writing and recording by myself, which I like to do. But then, like, you know, after a while, you get a bit it gets it gets a bit lonely. So yeah. James Vince McMorrow booked the clinic for two days, and we all went down. And we wrote like five or six songs, I think, so fast. Like it was kind of just playing around. Like there was no real pressure to come out of those two days yeah. with anything. Um, it was almost though that you were kind of locked up for so long. Yeah, it was all this like pent up like energy and creativity, and just being so excited to be in a studio with other people. Yeah, I'd met Denise. Um, I'd met Denise and God knows before. I'd never never met Merle, but yeah. they're so, they're so much fun. It's like honestly like being at a party with them when you're at the studio because they are everyone just bouncing off the walls um yeah that's so that was yeah. and we we wrote and recorded it in like three or four hours and really? then we released it like three weeks later or something it was kind yeah, of felt like I a saw, song yeah. i saw the video of it again recently and <laughs> yeah. the way the way that the video was set up i know for production value and everything was probably done a bit differently yeah but i suppose the way it was set up during the video it just looked pure crack it's, it just looked unreal. It's so much fun. Everything to do with that song has been so much fun. It kind of reminds me of why, why I even do it at all. Yeah. Because sometimes when you when I'm working on my own stuff or for my album, I get so, I get very, almost a little stressed sometimes. Hung up on all these little decisions, and you're like, well, what if I do this, and what will people think of that if I do that? And you start yeah. worrying about the wrong things, things that don't actually matter. Yeah. So then doing that song with them you know so so quickly and just so impulsively i was like that's it's a, this is what it's supposed to be and this is why mm. i do it at all so um yeah god i just can't wait till we can actually perform that for people because yeah. it's a real like celebratory song so yeah. it feels like you want <laughs> you want someone on the other end you know definitely to, yeah. yeah i mean even the remedy around it and everything is just cool yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you um is there anyone else then in the <clears throat> irish music scene that you'd love to collaborate I would love to do some stuff with Saint Sister. I actually have us all booked to go to do some writing together in January. Really? So I can't wait. Um. Yeah, I love I love their music. They're so talented, such good musicians and songwriters. Um. I know Gemma and Morgan a bit, so it'll be fun 
to actually get in the studio with them. Yeah. Um, I think as well when you have a friendship build up with yeah. someone as well in the music scene, it really kind of brings something extra to the studio. Yeah, because you're already you know comfortable with each yeah. other. And you already know. Um, like whether anything comes of those sessions, who knows? You sort of have to always go in, but like not too much pressure. And like, I think um, my friend Luke, who's in, who was in that band Otherkin, Luke's gonna come as well. And yeah, um, me and Luke have done some stuff together before, but again, it's like we just. I don't know. <laughs> we made a super group for a summer. We just recorded loads of music. Myself, Luke, my other friend David, who was another kitten, and our other friend Duncan. And we just made loads of music, and then it all just lives in a Dropbox folder. That I was like, whatever happened to those songs? <laughs> but sometimes it's good to just make music without thinking of like you know when exactly yeah just to make it because yeah. you enjoy making it not worrying about you know exactly it brings down the whole profession of musician yeah. back down to its roots. Yeah. Yeah. Just just to do it for just fun. Just love so. music. Yeah. Yeah. And um, moving on then, say, we've seen like how the Irish music scene especially has been impe- impacted yeah. by COVID-19. How has it affected you? As with everyone else, like I had, had to cancel tours, yeah. had festivals I was really looking forward to playing that we had to, well that <laughs> never happened. So I don't know, it was, it's weird because it, it happened like six months after my debut album came out. So I kind of yeah. feel like we got to do like one small little lap around the sun in order to promote and celebrate that and then we yeah. were gearing up to do another bigger one and play bigger shows I was you know playing my biggest headline show in Dublin and stuff like that and then all you kind of pulled the plug on it so it was I don't know it's it's been weird I've just tried to do a lot of songwriting it's made me really appreciate certain things that I used to kind of moan about before like what like <laughs> like sometimes playing not I wouldn't moan about playing shows, but I did. I did have like a bit of a love hate relationship with it. Like sometimes, okay. I find it. I'm much more confident. I think. In the studio and songwriting, and I think I feel more comfortable there. And then sometimes I have to like psych myself up, for shows. Okay. Um, but now I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I ever <laughs> said anything mean about you. Please let us let us tour again. Yeah. Um, and what are you like then? Kind of looking forward into a live stream performance. Well, like, oh, I haven't played for an, an audience since the Choice Prize, which was in March, yeah. like five days before the whole country shut down, pretty much. So, uh, it's uh, honestly any any chance to get to play music outside of my bedroom right now is so exciting. Cause even even though it's just to a few cameras, like a few crew in the room, when it's live, you still kind of have that feeling of adrenaline and like a little yeah. bit of fear and like <laughs> pressure and there's just I don't know there's kind of an immediacy to it that you can't you know you can't really replicate that or manufacture mm-hmm. that so yeah and e- even like I have a new song the Starlight Lounge that came out a couple of weeks ago I have obviously never played that to an audience but like even just to get to sing that yeah. For a live stream feels like something, so exactly. Yeah, you know, I think we're lucky though here in Mike's Pies because we put on the whole show, yeah. You know, I mean, you've the lights in your face, yeah, yeah. So you can't see anything anyway. When you're <laughs> yeah, I know, I'll when just pretend <laughs> I'm like sold out show, <laughs> exactly. Pies. Very <laughs> attentive audience, they're so quiet, <laughs> yeah. I mean, when you're performing to an audience, you know, I mean, you can't really see them anyway, <laughs> yeah. So just close pretend your eyes it's the same pretend. thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't worry though, we'll all be clapping anyway. <laughs> yeah. In between each song three. Will you clap? We will. Oh, good. Because there's sometimes you do them and then it's like, 
you know, the song ends, total silence. Yeah. There's people in the room because they're filming it, but they're they're sort of like terrified to make I any think, noise. I think, long. to be honest, as a crew, I think we're still at the stage where we kind of just look at each other first. Yeah. And we're like, will we clap? Will we clap? Please. And then there's always I would love. Like, <laughs> I would love if you guys <laughs> tell everyone to clap. All the world is Yeah. That would and be great. You've also released then isolation home recordings. Mm-hmm. What was that like? Well, so the point of that was just like I was I was writing a lot of music over lockdown, but. I don't know, some days I just wasn't bothered. I was, like, not inspired at all. Like, I just was, had no motivation to, to do it. But yeah. then also I was so bored. The days were so long. Um, so I kind of just, just to pass the time, really, a little bit, I was I started recording kind of more stripped-down versions of some of my songs that were already released. Yeah. Um, and then, I re- like, I rec- some of it I recorded on my phone because I don't have that much stuff at home to record and like my rehearsal space was locked so I couldn't really get it in in there and stuff so yeah you really showed the true meaning of adaption didn't you <laughs> I don't know. sometimes it's good to have limitations yeah because you have to get a bit creative with it so um it was kind of just something to keep me from going mad to be honest with you yeah. and it's nice I like I it's nice to share those things. I got about three quarters of the way through it and I was like, I'll just I'll finish this and I'll give it to people. Yeah. You know. Because I couldn't get into a studio or, or do anything like that. So it's still nice to that's what those those songs sound like sometimes when I write them. Yeah. Or if I do a solo set like I'll do later, like they sound more like that than they sometimes do the full recording. So it's kinda nice to capture what that is as well and yeah. show it to it's people. It's nice to share what you see as well yeah and what you imagine yourself yeah exactly yeah welcome to mike the pies this is my first time here aiden's been trying to get me down for years to do a gig just took a pandemic <laughs> that's all we needed i'm um, very happy to be here though playing some music it's the most people i've played for i think since march 5th all the camera crew um <laughs> this silent clap <laughs> Thank you. You hear how many of them there are? <laughs> um, all right, this is a song, this is an o- older song called Ruin Your Night, which I shall play for you now. Underneath the cool I'm shade, I was lying to your face. I didn't steal your liquor. Maybe we just have the same taste.
Thank you. So you were announced as one of RTE2FM's rising stars back in 2018 <laughs> and with DJs like Tracy Kifford, yeah. Dermot, Louise McSherry and they were playing you on national radio. What was it like getting noticed, first of all, as a rising Irish star back in 2018 <laughs> and then for getting national airplay on the radio? It's always, like, it's always so weird when you hear your own song on the radio. Yeah. I always think it feels a little bit, a bit like seeing your own ghost or something. You like there's a version of yourself that's like, like what are you doing here? <laughs> you know, I don't know. <laughs> it's really, it's very strange. I mean, it's so, it's so exciting though because like obviously you get your songs on the radio, more yeah. people hear them, more people buy tickets to your shows. Like, you, I write songs because I want people to hear them. You know, and yeah. I, I, I write pop songs because, um, well, I love pop music so. Yeah, but it's just nice, I think, to, I think there's a lot of, like, Louise has been playing my music for, she's one of the first people who really championed my music on the radio. Tracy, yeah. as well, plays it all the time, so it's just nice to, you know, to feel that support from radio, and, you know, sometimes you can feel like no one's, you might, you make music and you're not sure if anyone's cares. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> um, and then dot 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 you see yourself as a rising star <laughs> and you do yeah <laughs> two of them cards <laughs> and then you broke through the airwaves in the uk <laughs> with zane lowe playing you this is like a real ego boost show. for me yeah zane lowe yeah zane lowe played my music on his beats one apple radio show which was bonkers as well even just hearing him say my name you know just, just people like that who you hear who seem like such big who are such huge figures in the music yeah. industry. Like how on earth has something that I wrote in my bedroom like found its way to him where he thinks, yeah, I'm gonna show this to people, you know? Yeah. That's always very, very surreal. And you're still at that moment feeling very surreal. Yeah, definitely. I don't think that ever really gets yeah gets old. I mean I used to like sometimes people would be like, Oh, I'm gonna play your song on this show so you'd like I'd like tune in. Yeah. Because that was really exciting. But it's always kinda of funny if you get in the car and you turn on the radio and you hear it like unexpected. That's yeah. kind of you almost check to see. Jesus, what's that? Song? Yeah, what is that on? It's like if I left my iPod plugged in, or like <laughs> is that my CD? No, it's it's yeah, it's a funny one, but it's it's a good feeling. It's exciting. And then I suppose kind of we mentioned Spotify briefly. <laughs> yeah. Do you know because ruin your night. <laughs> it's nearly fifteen million streams. Yeah, it is. <laughs> That's true. That's <laughs> it's a lot. It is I just know. a bit. Just a bit. I don't know. That's like a song that has kind of just been ticking away on Spotify for like it came out four years ago. But it's usually what happens is like you put out a song, there's all this like you know hype and excitement and like a real the like attention on it for yeah however long, and you want to try and maintain that. So, but for whatever reason, that that just gets continues to. I don't know, we get five or six thousand streams every day and it has done for the last four years. Yeah. So I don't know why that's I mean I like that song, I'm very proud of that song. Yeah. Um it's in it's in a, I was saying to you, it's in a couple of big Spotify playlists and yeah. it's just they they were put in there a few years ago and they just it's never come out of them. It's really cool. We were discussing before the podcast. Yeah. Do you know that you're able to break it down, you're able to see who listens to what? I yeah. mean, it's amazing to see that you've loads of streams coming from the US even. I know, even like your Spotify rap singing, it tells you like you'd, you know, 84 people listened to you in like Taiwan yesterday. You're like, That's how? <laughs> you know, so yeah. 
yeah all, I mean all that stuff is is funny because it's hard to imagine actual real people when you see all these like statistics it's hard to yeah. kind of quantify that and convert that into real people listening yeah. to your music so that's sometimes why gigs are nice because you see people in the room who actually even if it's like tw- sometimes 20 people in a room can mean a lot more to you than yeah the ones that sing back the lyrics yeah, to you yeah because yeah. Yeah. you have like an exchange with people in real time yeah um, and it's nice knowing as well that even people on other continents yeah. are listening to your lyrics and they actually know the meaning and they're yeah. their own meaning as well yeah. to them because I mean I know I said that I have a love hate relationship with playing gigs it really by that i just mean i get nervous i get really nervous yeah. you know so well if you weren't there'd be something wrong <laughs> yeah it's true yeah. it just means you care but um i guess like with that stuff for me you know it, it helps because it means okay there's like whoever's listened to this in you know liverpool or london or manchester so yeah like well we'll go play a show there so you know exactly. people might <laughs> people might come so, so there'll be shows in Taiwan and the whole lot now once <laughs> lockdown is over, is over everything yeah, else. Top of the list. <laughs> so your debut album then, First Part Bravery, was released in 2019. Mm-hmm. And kind of it was nominated for a Choice Music Prize as well. And it explores themes of friendships and relationships. What are this what's the story behind the album for those who haven't listened yet? I I guess so I used to live in New York. I lived in New York for I went to college over there. I lived in New York for eight years and I kind of, I wrote a lot of that album sort of in the last maybe two years that I was there in the first year that I came back home. And I think I knew that my life was changing quite a bit. Yeah. Um, so I, I just wanted to sort of almost like take a photo of days and nights that felt significant around that time. For, even just for myself to document it in some kind of way. Yeah. Um, so I made, like I wrote and recorded it kind of between Dublin and New York and LA, which is where I was kind of basing myself for those three years. Um, is this kind of about the people who came in and out of my life at that time and the places we would go? And These uh, guitar, guitar holders that you have on the wall of Mike the Pies, it's the most genius thing I've ever seen in a venue, ever. Don't know why I brought my guitar stand. song maybe new one called the starlight lounge um played it about twice for about two or three people who were behind cameras <laughs> still felt like a treat turn this off so I don't raise the battery it's only out let me think december it's about out about a month maybe if even so Satisfied 
do, what do you love about being a musician in Ireland? Uh, I love, I love the sense of community amongst yeah. people. I love that I get to like, you know, even that I get to go to the studio with people like Denise and God knows and Merle, who I'm a fan of, or I'll get to go do some writing with Luke and the same sister girls and stuff. Like I love, it feels to me, it really feels like people cheer each other on here. And, yeah. um, I love, I love that about, about the music scene here. I've made so many friends through it and um i feel very inspired by everybody and it's it's so great to see everyone doing so well and like you know breaking out of ireland and and playing shows abroad and getting radio play and you know people just getting recognition you know around the world because i think what we have here is very special so it's yeah definitely it's brilliant that that people are taking notice of it yeah and especially during these really doing yeah. times yeah because you want you when when everyone comes out of this you want for people to still be it's, it's hard to make a living doing it it's really hard yeah. to make a living so you want you want everyone to still be here and able to do it you know and not have to give up and you know Take on a different yeah because i think um you know that would be a real shame if 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 we lost some of the oh yeah the musicians that we have in the scene because yeah, I think it's very special. Yeah, especially now Ireland is producing some amazing talent. Yeah, really so is. much. Yeah. Um, what are your plans then for the near future? Sorry. Oh God, I don't know. I'm gonna play this gig here. Um, how near are we talking? I haven't a clue. Like, well, I've been writing loads. Yeah, you mentioned you've studio time booked in January. January to to write a bit more. Um, I'm doing like a Guinness gig, as in we're we're doing. Me and Denise and God knows and Merle are gonna there's like an other voices gig at the Guinness Storehouse on okay. December sixteenth. We're gonna go get to perform that song there. Um I I'm just trying to finish finish my next album really. Yeah. I've written a lot of it but I need to write more and I need to record a lot more. What can you tell us about the second album? <laughs> I don't know. I've done a, I've done a couple of songs with James Vincent McMorrow. Oh cool. Yeah. Um so we've been working together a little bit. I don't know though like it's not done so there's probably I could tell you stuff about songs that I've written and then they won't end up being on the album and yeah. it'll be a totally different thing it's never changing thing though isn't it it is yeah, yeah. It's, you never you think it's, it's never done until one day you're like I've got it so but you'll bring it back here to Mike the Pies I hope so I would yeah. love to yeah. yeah we'd love that too yeah, yeah. Um, you played out sold out headline shows supported some amazing Irish acts performed in major festivals like EP <laughs> Other voices. <laughs> Seriously, a good and the main uh, stage of longitude. You're laughing here, but you've done it all. I know it's just <laughs> funny to hear you say. I feel like you're giving me a confidence boost or something. You're like, you know, hyping me up before I go on stage. I just oh. bring you to every show. <laughs> <laughs> Can you pinpoint a favorite performance apart from tonight? Like, apart from tonight, um, let me have a think. I loved. I mean, there's a few I did other voices that I loved. I love playing other voices because yeah. every show is packed and people, it's real, real music lovers who go to that. You know, yeah. that's always really fun. Like, we play. I played a headline show in London in February, um, which was sold out. Which was, I think, as my second headline show in London. That was really good. I really liked that one, and my last Dublin show, where was that? That was in Wheelands. That we did that just like the week after the album came out. I loved that one as well. That kind of felt just like a real celebration of all the work that 
I had done and my band had done. And, yeah. Um, Especially being the capital, you're from the exactly, capital. Exactly, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, it's just full of, like, new friends and old friends. And, yeah, that's that was... Probably that one was maybe meant the most to me. Yeah. Felt the most kind of significant or one that I'll definitely remember. Mm. And so ahead then of your performance here in Mike the Pies, it's your first time here in Mike the Pies. Yeah. What do you look forward to most about performing tonight? I mean, it's going to be a live stream, mm-hmm. so it's going to be different. Yeah. Um, normally we're a bit of a wild crowd here in Mike the Pies. I've seen photos and videos, <laughs> it looks like a party spot. Um, what am I most looking forward to? Uh, I don't know, like I'm excited to play the new song because I've only got to play that about two or three times. Hopefully okay. I don't make a mess of it um yeah i honestly just excited to be here and to i feel like the the stage downstairs is quite kind of iconic you know it's you see it i've seen so many photos of when you walk in here it's like yeah seeing the mona lisa in real life you know we'll have your poster (laughs) up there um front and center but yeah no i'm just excited excited to to be able to play some some music live so, if you could choose anywhere in the world to play a gig, where would you rather be? I'd rather be at Mike the Pies. Okay, I will play one more song from Mike the Pies this evening before I hit the road. Um, this is called Don't Talk About It. But before I go, I just want to say a massive thank you to Aiden for having me down to everybody here it's honestly such a treat to get any opportunity to play to play music and to do it in a way that feels safe too so yeah you've all looked after me so well today i can't wait to come back when there's actually people in the room and maybe bring my band and we'll see if they can cheer as loud as the crew also a big thanks to the department of tourism culture Gweltacht. For uh, for funding these it makes a big big difference. Um, yeah, so thank you for watching, everybody. This is called "Don't Talk About It." Hopefully, see you at a gig soon. Hey, okay, we don't
Backstage at Mike the Pies was produced and presented by Megan O'Donoghue for Hot Press Podcasts.